Welcome to Mindwave. This is Jenner. And today we are kicking off something new. Uh, if you listen to the episode I dropped last night, you will know that we are about to hit our season finale of the Humanity First series. So something special is coming there, but something kind of new, uh, shiny and new, is going to kick off, which I'm not sure if it's going to be a series in the same setup the same way, but we are taking the Humanity Forward thing and running with it uh, and getting on that, getting on the bigger bandwagon, uh, as it were. So today, uh, joining me, I have guest number one, Brendan Carpenter. Brendan, welcome. Hello, Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to be on this show. I've uh, been listening to episodes over the last few months, and uh, it's so cool to finally get out there in the Mindwave universe and uh, meet all you guys. So uh, I am uh, the former regional organizer for the Arizona Yang Gang, and now I'm an interim board member of the Yang Gang grassroots organizers. So pretty much uh, as I'm, I'm connected with Humanity Forward, I've been having weekly meetings um, with one of their staff members, and we're really in charge of building out the entire uh, network of volunteers and, and all of our chapters. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's been a real privilege. And, uh, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to do as a community organizer for uh, more than 10 years now. So I dig it, man. And that we have to find a way to really to move forward after and this been so just on, on my own show, just been like torture, basically trying to continue the humanity first series after Andrew's dropped out. It's like the hope, the light, everything just kind of dropped out of it. It's just got sad and drunk and yeah, you know, I, I can imagine so finding a way forward. So like, oh, we need, we need to do that. And, and, kind of refocus recenter we're here uh, to show you the guest. way we're, we're gonna open up the door <laughs> i love it i cannot wait to get into it our second guest kyle hendon um from tempe area if i'm not mistaken right yeah yeah i'm from the tempe area hey everyone big thanks to jenner for having us on we appreciate it uh i i was the regional organizer for tempe yangang in arizona and the communications director for for the Arizona Yang Gang, and now I'm serving as communications director for Humanity Forward Arizona, and we hope to open up some communication lines with with our grassroots, get you back involved, get people reactivated, and make sure you guys are informed about what we're doing and excited for the rows we're about to take. I dig it, man, and uh, I'm I gotta take a quick second to shout out to Annette the Peacemaker because. Um, she's the one who got me in touch with you, Brendan, months and months and months ago, back when we were yeah. actually getting together in the real world and trying to record and going and doing events and stuff. And it took forever, forever in a day to like get the ducks in a row and lined up. I mean, it took yeah, like half dude. an hour just <laughs> technical <laughs> difficulty setting up here. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, getting it's, things to click into place is a little tricky sometimes. But I'm really glad that we finally got. <laughs> Yeah, got this going. Me too. And Annette is awesome. I'm really glad she's part of the movement. She is so committed. And uh, it, I'm hoping I can have an interview with her too to catch up her audience uh, with uh, everything that's been going on. I see uh, you and her as some of the brightest stars in uh, Arizona for the Humanity Forward uh, movement. So 
uh, big props to all of you for getting the information out and giving a, an Arizona perspective uh, on things. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip. I mean, I, I think if, if they're the number one, you know, Arizona Yang Yang celebrities got to be Fred, but he's, <laughs> yeah. he's everywhere. You know, he's all over the place. Uh, That's with, true. With, with his occupation. He, he's but, an uh, interesting I, dude. I've run into him in so many weird places and uh, he's just go, go, go. And, you know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't worry about how he comes off as he's always just 100 percent Fred. You know, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I need to catch up with him. I haven't talked to him since I probably episode two <laughs> of, of the show, <laughs> which was really it was before the Yang gang was even really a thing. Mm-hmm. As like a, if I'm recalling correctly, yeah. like that the the Yang Gang hadn't solidified as a concept yet. It was just a bunch of obscure nerds <laughs> who were like just super stoked on Andrew Yang. Yeah, we're all on the internet, but what do we do now? You know, <laughs> right? Uh, it's great, and it's great to be able to rekindle some of that, you know, that fire and that love and that hope because you know, just like the current it's still <laughs> ecosystem is. Yeah. it's true man and think about like if if i had joined the bernie camp uh (laughs) earlier on which i i was thinking maybe i would go back to them i worked in their campaign in 2016 but uh right now i would just be like devastated and like have no idea where to go from here um because like this primary season really proved that his model of politics uh couldn't launch into the mainstream and you know and you know, I'm so glad to be taking to have taken the riskier option because now we're uniquely positioned for some massive growth. Our our message is is ready to go into the mainstream, and it's an exciting time. I think everyone should feel extremely hopeful, uh, despite all the calamities that are going on around us. It's a it's it's a crazy crazy uh, uh, difference. You know, I, I feel so much hope for our movement to change the world, but uh, everything's falling apart <laughs> around me. Uh, so it's nuts. During, during these tough times, a lot of our leaders really stepped up across across the United States, not just in mm-hmm. Arizona. And we'll be we'll be organizing ourselves and we'll be getting ready to bring the, the end game some action items that might give them some more hope as well as some yeah. relief from a uh, Andrew's uh, COVID relief fund. He's he launched. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal, man. I mean, when you look at like the the numbers just on like the unemployment claims alone are shocking. When you when you think about how dire <laughs> the circumstances really are for yeah tens of millions of Americans, like it if it, I would. V- Maybe even a hundred million Americans, because it's like hundred to hundred and fifty. Because like, what percentage of our our country do you think is really living paycheck to paycheck? Like, mm-hmm. like half of it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> At least, <laughs> you know, this is this is insane. And Andrew absolutely had the right yeah. the right vision and the right uh, tact. Uh, America was not ready for that. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh. Yeah, it's uh, what's that scene in um, if I get Back to the Future where he does a yeah. guitar riff and he's like, oh, I guess you weren't ready for that. Your kids are going to love it, though. 
<laughs> this really yeah. is like this is the this is the future. It's just like getting getting the uh, the dinosaur that is America up to up to speed has been. That's really is the challenge there. Uh, I, I you know, remember not not message. The message was right on. <laughs> I remember when um, we were campaigning in Iowa and we won the youth straw poll over everyone and mm. everyone in Iowa was very excited. Too bad that they materialized and t- across the board, but we do we definitely do have a solid, mm-hmm. solid uh, lock or solid uh, hold on the the next generation and moving moving into our youth initiatives will certainly help us cultivate that and make sure that the next generation will be firmly behind us. Yeah, I, I personally see Andrew Yang as this. Uh, you know, not only is he a leader, but he's really more intellectual than people give him credit for in the media where he was able to go throughout the internet, you know, in the last several years and gather up some of the best ideas that weren't uh, well-respected in our discourse and then bring them out from the shadows. And uh, so Andrew Yang is a, is a distillation of the, in my opinion, the best political ideas that the internet has been able to come up with uh, since it was born. And if you think of it, you know, he's the man from the Internet. <laughs> you know, he's he's coming out into the mainstream to make uh, make America think harder. Really, he's he's a unique, uh, charismatic leader of the Internet age. And yeah, it's exciting to s- build a movement around that. <laughs> I know. Right. Which is like and it's weird because it's not a personality contest and we all we all know that cuz like the ideas are are bigger the movement's bigger everything's so much bigger than him it was never just about him but he is such like the perfect <laughs> the perfect person to have as like the personality cuz he's he, yeah. the, the charm the charisma that the, the fucking the 80s nerd the tortured 80s nerd <laughs> that got swirlied i'm like oh man <laughs> i knew that guy in high school i was that guy in high school so like the the strong resonance is there he's he's always struck me as just like and he's not a politician very clearly um yeah. which is why i fell in love with him yeah um, but i i discovered him through this through you just in, invoked i don't know if it was on purpose or not but the intellectual dark web origins of of andrew's rise to power it's true <laughs> we can uh, talk about which is a, a trip yeah. i don't know if you're familiar with well, idw well, that's, that's <laughs> interesting that you bring that up because part of our communications plan in arizona would be to utilize these new media techniques and institutions uh, podcast mainly the dark web, if you will, those venues to, to start f- distributing our message more effectively and more clearly directly to the grassroots and facilitate a, com- a conversation for leadership to grassroots and going on these new, new media institutions will be a great way to do it. And it's a way Andrew was able to foster his personality to the, to the Yang game before moving on to um, mainstream political campaign. And it should be very beneficial for us to follow follow that similar route. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see us become a part of the uh, intellectual dark web constellation, if you will. Uh, I personally, I was very inspired um, after listening to the Sam Harris interview with Andrew Yang uh, to Dang. find, you know, find more about him. Yeah, was that is that you too? <laughs> 
That's where I found him, yep. man. I found oh, him yeah, like man. diamond in the rough, like a year before the rest of these motherfuckers did, like way before Rogan. And I'm like, yeah. five minutes in, this guy needs to be president. <laughs> this he needs to be yeah. president. Like fuck everybody else. This guy needs to be president. Oh, he oh, had God, that. that was great. He had that uh, that moxie, you know, to really take on the whole system. And uh, <laughs> that that's hilarious, Jenner. We're uh, we're more similar than we think probably <laughs> i dig it man and um it part of like the the idw and the yang gang kind of having a weird clone baby is kind of what <laughs> made my show <laughs> almost yeah. because um at, in terms of inspirational figures of the 21st century sam is at the top of my list and i realize it sounds pretentious and douchey for me to use first names <laughs> with these people andrew and sam like we're buddies yeah. but <laughs> you know what i mean I, I do feel you know very personally connected to these people for whatever reason i've never met either of them but yeah you well, know my way was born of that and i want to like, i want to get you on let yang speak jenner okay that's my gonna be my mission over the next six months <laughs> Let's let's make it happen, man. Let's. You guys know uh, Corey and Rio over at Moving Forward. Um, no, no, I don't believe. Yeah, I Moving mm. Forward, which uh, is, oh really man, good? this is yeah. great. Moving Forward podcast. They're another one of the um, mm-hmm. kind of like OG Yang Gang shows, and it's a progressive and a conservative, and they broke down policy in a super informative and entertaining way. Um, absolutely love these guys, but it just it reminded me the very first time I ever went on another show was their show, and it was uh, it was centered around Yang's campaign, but largely the mission of the show was just about um, constructive, you know, disagree constructive disagreements, not you know like using yeah. using disagreements as opportunities to find common ground etc and move forward that's the whole just as as a as a political ethos but yeah, the yeah. first time the very first time <laughs> i went on somebody else's podcast it was their podcast and the theme was what is the intellectual dark web and i was like hey did is anybody else going to say it cuz like idw yeah. just gave us a presidential candidate and nobody seems to be drawing that connection so i was like out there way early with the like red yarn <laughs> drawing yeah. lines i'm like oh shit like we have an idw candidate for president who's a fucking gamer and a nerd like what the hell america why are we not <laughs> Why wasn't this the easiest decision you've ever made? <laughs> well, yeah, we could we could get into why that that's the case, Jenner. Uh, but I, I will say some of the best volunteer leaders that came out uh, early on in the campaign were like Joe Rogan and Sam Harris fans. Oh so yeah, we, man, we, the we, secret we, oh, intellectuals that have been kind of just hushed into the corner. We we figured it out. We mastered, <laughs> like, you put the IDW and like give us a conference or something the size of Comic Con. We will solve world world <laughs> hunger, Middle East Middle East peace. We'll have a fucking moon base by <laughs> July. We'll be on Mars. But you know what I mean? Like, just get these people in yeah. a room and give them some power. And holy shit. <laughs> I'm sure, seriously. And Eric Eric Weinstein, you know, when he coined the term, he I remember him talking about how he was hoping that this the audiences of all these people would come together and get involved in politics and have an effect on the world. And that was kind of just like one of his musings that the other people would be like, hmm, you know, what 
you know, what if that happened? That would be so great. But then like Andrew Yang comes around a couple years and later and actually does it. So I, it's it's totally an extension of that movement. I don't think Andrew Yang would be disappointed <laughs> to know, hook his wagon to them completely. And that's that's a trippy thing because, you know, like those of us quote in the IDW understand that, that it is itself a, a tongue-in-cheek term. But yeah. um, the IDW nation was always something that he had envisioned becoming a thing, like not the people who are not the ivory tower elites who are giving, you know, big, you know, panel discussions and lecture halls at universities and stuff, but like the us on the ground, the, the listeners, the people, IDW nation was always supposed to be a thing. And then once he started the podcast, I looked around and I'm like, okay, where is it? Uh, wait, where, where's IDW nation? It didn't exist, so I was like, well, uh, here we go, motherfuckers. It's mind wave time. (laughs) I love it. Hey, yeah, carry that torch all the way to the end, Jenner. Uh, Love it. (laughs) I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it, man. I'm uniquely positioned. I I think mind wave is on some weird, uh, somewhere in between (laughs) Sam and Joe Rogan, but like on some weird tangent off to the side that's like a slightly different color, (laughs) I guess. I I will say that. As as great as new media is, and almost I almost exclusively prefer new media to old media. We do need to have people in the mainstream media in in current institutions if we want to really further our agenda, and not because these institutions hold the power, but they hold hold the attention of a vast uh, majority of Americans, and. And it's, it would be unrealistic to expect us to overcome that without bridging the gap, which is one of mm-hmm. the flaws I really saw in the Sanders campaign and his un- mm-hmm. inability to get these people on his side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just made an excellent flag. The mainstream media is not actually mainstream. It's, you know, it's, it's the equivalent of think about uh, plane crashes, for example plane crashes is a beautiful example because you you hear that's one of the scariest things ever um flying is actually one of the safest things ever and the only reason that people hear about the plane crashes is because they're freak incidents they're these weird things that only happen every once in a while and that's what makes it newsworthy so like we're amplifying that we're not amplifying everyday regular ass people you know, we're we're amplifying kind of the most extreme, the most fringiest, the most, you know, I guess Tiger King would be a perfect example of this, <laughs> kind of encapsulated into one thing that illustrates my point beautifully is just like, we, we're not, it's, uh, and this is my mission when I started the Humanity First series was like, Andrew took off when everybody got that long form podcast opportunity to like sit in a room with him digitally and, you know, unpack a conversation over an hour or two. That's how everybody fell in love with Andrew. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that with every single person (laughs) in the Yang gang that I can and empower them. That was like my whole uh, mission the whole time that was like, uh, how, how do I, how do we bring this down? How do we, you know, uh, yeah. Prometheus, fire from the gods. If I got to invoke mythology, <laughs> how do we bring this to the people and yeah. lead them to the brighter future? And it's it's uh, God, it's an existential struggle. It's been I, I hope you don't phenomenal. Like Prometheus, but, 
uh, you know, man, man, I got I got, I just got to keep going either way, yeah. either way. I'm just now coming out of a very, very, very dark valley to where I was like this close to just ending the series completely and just being like, okay, it's like my dead dog. It's, I can't, <laughs> I can't sit here and cry over it anymore. I have to go bury it in the backyard, but uh, no, that's not happening. It's not yes. happening. Yes. Audience. I am we not will. giving up. We are moving forward. Victory is inevitable. Yes. And I think you're just uh, getting started. You know, there's so many awesome leaders in the Yang gang that I've been able to meet over several months. And, uh, you know, they're there. You can see the UBI candidates. They're starting to do these tours on all the like make America think harder podcasts out there. And, uh, not, not you could not only have political candidates on your show, Jenner. You could have the regular ass volunteer leaders that don't get any glory on to to share their perspectives and really build this movement. Exactly, man. That's what I'm saying. We had um, we had David Kim uh, for Congress on. I have Burke I Anderson lined up, um, Nevada State Assembly. Burke, I was trying to get him on this morning, um, like in a back to back after you guys, but I haven't heard back from him yet. But yeah, like I, the, the, the mission has just begun. You are totally right about that. And Burke, I, I yeah. should have grounded myself in this because as soon as Andrew dropped, I was like, I used all the voicemails from like the, that we'd received and it called it the origin. I was like, this isn't the end, Yang gang. It's the origin <laughs> story. You know, like this is just the beginning trying to be all inspiring while I'm just bawling onto my <laughs> keyboard just to like oh, i'm sure uh, your viewers appreciated it <laughs> that was yeah uh, I, I hope so man i immediately oh. as soon as as soon as i got the news i was like oh no so many people oh no so many people god when you look at how much hope was brought to like the people who are just like in the worst <laughs> uh shittiest fucked up situations who just like needed that hope so bad and it's just, like Oh my god! I was like, yeah. okay, okay, ooh, dude, ooh. <laughs> I, okay. How do we do? It? And I've, I, I've been. Yeah. It's taken me a long time, you guys. To <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you uh, you kept the uh, the lights on because there's a lot lot to do. There's a lot to be hopeful for. But I'll also I just want to acknowledge to all the Yang Gang. Like I've been on uh, multiple campaigns, and this one, this last one that just finished up freaking sucked this <laughs> i it, it it was the biggest roller coaster in my entire career uh in the yang campaign it, it there was like a unique set of circumstances that made volunteering for this campaign like one of the the biggest challenges uh you could ever involve yourself in so i really do feel for a lot of the yang gang that feel disappointed and broken hearted you were they everyone was put through more than what they should be expected to and so i feel like a lot of the organization effort we're doing right now is an attempt to to provide that uh support that we should have been giving the yang gang all along so <sighs> gotta be here for yep. each other man yeah, we dude. gotta be here for each other we're one big family and, and- <laughs> Speaking of one of our family members, uh, Burke Anderson, you mentioned, man, interesting dude, uh, you know, and and he 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 has the some really great ideas. He works closely with one of my friends on the interim board right now, uh, Eileen Patterson. And uh, it, 
he, he even tuned into our election on Sunday night. And like while we were counting up uh, our votes, we did a, a rank choice vote um, for our, our interim board. And uh, as he was count, as the votes were being counted, he was like pitching everyone. He's like, "Hey, I'm Burke Anderson. You know, we need some phone bankers. We could use some support." And uh, that's, I mean, it's so cool that we can have a meeting and have real political candidates come in and just hang out with us for a little bit and just, you know, shoot the shit. Um, it, it's something that's really different in this movement. I feel like versus others. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Andrew's inspired so many, quote, normal people, unquote, uh, free plug for Andrew's book, <laughs> The War of Normal People, available on Amazon and Audible. Download it, get it on Audible, because you can hear it in his voice. It'll blow your fucking mind. Do it now. <laughs> but it, it, we need, the, the, he he made normal people, um, in quotes, feel empowered in a way that they hadn't in a long time, because like... The the general political vibe in this country has just kind of been like, oh, no, it's so broken, but it's kind of had this tinge of it's the king's fault. It's the king's fault. You know, like, let's do, you know, and you see it particularly among the the Bernie camp. You saw this kind of drag them to the guillotine rhetoric like, no, go get the king. Whereas Andrew had very much <laughs> the like, no, you are you are the cavalry, you are the thing coming to save America. Like it's us, it's all of us together. It's not us. It's not me. You know, like looking down on you, pointing at somebody higher, saying, "Look at how rich that asshole is." Let's go take his money and give it to everybody. Um, which is, <laughs> you know. Uh, political philosophies that are out there and and uh, you know for some reason still growing uh, but it is that empowerment of the everyday normal individual person to think like well shit I could run for city council I could go be on a school board I can I can improve my little corner of the world here you know I can plant my own little garden here I can make a change in my small town I you know and for the people who are who are sacrificing freaking everything to to go and and do those those jobs that are desperately needed you know like in in state assemblies and in in congress and state houses and mm-hmm. all that like city councils all the county boards like we need the best people yeah. in those jobs and they are not quote normal people right now they're detached privileged assholes who don't understand (laughs) you know we need normal people in those jobs so like andrew absolutely lit the fucking fire that has got like people to be like no i don't like that law i'm not just going to stand outside with a picket sign and say your law sucks i'm gonna actually run and i'm gonna change it because like that's what this is (laughs) that's america motherfuckers that's like real (laughs) patriotism right there i think (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about one of my good friends who ran as an independent for uh, the city of Sandy, uh, their city council, um, Sandy, Utah. And uh, he was, you know, he was a his career was in customer service for like five years. He answered phones. I think it might have been for eBay or or one of these uh, online sales uh, retail retailers. And one day he was, you know, he was into politics and he was reading the news 
but he wasn't participating and um, until you know 2016 and Bernie uh, inspired him and he just d- decided he was going to go out and knock every single door uh, in his district and tell them about how he wanted a progressive agenda for his city, like pretty uh, conservative leaning uh, city in Utah. And, you know, over the summer, he knocked every single door. He made sure he talked to every single person in his, in his district. And, uh, and at the end of the day, he won and he's, he's still doing that. He's still a city council member. And it really goes to show you if if you have good ideas and you work hard and you're an honest person, you can succeed because there's a there's a hunger for that out in our society. There's very few people who will step up and do that. And once a leader does rise, uh, it's amazing how much support you can get from the community. And it's it's time, man. Our society is breaking down all around us. We can see it in real time now. Uh, and if, if we don't if we, we don't inspire another generation of leaders to rise up and and change society to be sustainable and we don't we don't have a future it's really gotten to that point there's also um, a huge need for leaders to come out in f- favor of bipartisanship and bridging communities oh, yeah. rather than pulling pulling them apart i remember oh, yeah. i remember going to the 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 president Trump's rally in Phoenix recently. And I, I was invited by the call, the students for Trump at ASU because I was running Yang gang at ASU at the time. And we fostered some great connections with a lot of the people that were very, very far right of where any of us were in our um, club. And we talked to a lot of the Trump supporters there. They all, they liked Andrew. They liked that. They, he, he liked that they didn't bash them, that he didn't demonize them, that he talked to them like they're real people. And then we came, started talking to a lot of people on the protesting side and how they were, uh, they liked Yang's vision and they were proud to see pe- people like Andrew Yang that were trying to bridge the divide. And I think we can be, we can be very well situated to fill this demand of bipartisanship as both parties continue to go further and further apart, and there'll be there'll be a clear vacuum left in the middle lane, and we can make it forward instead of uh, like non-partisan or or like uh, just like middle of the road corporatists or whatever the mainstream common value is. That's the hope. <laughs> Yeah, we have to, we, this is so much of this is just about empowering the individual again, which is, it is the American dream. It's like, you can be, you know, a peanut farmer and who grew up in poverty and then become president, you know, I'm talking about Jimmy Carter for the uh, obscure, uh, our, my history nerds will be like oh yeah i got that but other people will be like what the fuck are you talking about but it really is that kind of like it is the statue of liberty it's like give us your your poor your tired whatever the 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 thing you know what i'm talking about but it was the it was was the bit at the top that was the important part (laughs) it was the torch at the very tippity top that was the shining beacon you know that was the lighthouse of alexandria that was the new world that brought people here to the land of opportunity that said literally the, the the possibilities are endless and for those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s we all got 
told this just like you could be president when you grow up you can be anything you want to be and to some on on some level that is really true it is like you know you do have superpowers you the listener uh whoever you may be and you know like take some time like take some time with them hone them figure like do the spider-man thing if you, you'll get stuck to some shit for a while and probably embarrass yourself but like figure out what your superpowers are because you absolutely have some and you should absolutely wield them because it's not just enough to say that you know the people in power aren't doing enough that is not your call to say boo that's your call to be in power to like grab some of that power for yourself and take the country in the right direction, which was what this country was founded on. It was right. no, just screw your tea tax or whatever. This is the bad encapsulation <laughs> of the American revolution, but you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it, it's about that. Like, no, you, you, we, the people, capital W, <laughs> capital W, we, the people, that was all of us. That was every single one of us. And it does take the people uh, the 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 brave people out there who are going to be willing to be Paul Revere and, and ride around and knock on everybody's door to tell them, you know, it it does take leaders and heroes. And I got to that when you were talking about that, it reminded me of Annette again, because Annette does this full time like she would. That was when she came on my show. That was her full time job, like morning to like from the waking in the morning to the going to sleep at night was checking Twitter followers and tracking things and reporting and just getting being as involved as humanly possible. And I'm like, Holy shit. (laughs) I could not do that. But (laughs) this is why we need, we need you. We need every last one of you out there to not just be passive observers, be not only be participants, but like, be leaders. This is kind of like a gladiatorial arena and you should throw yourself in there because you will probably discover you're pretty goddamn powerful. And it, I mean, that's, that's mind wave in a nutshell right there. Really fucking is. Absolutely. um, Jenner, have you heard of deep canvassing before? Um, it not in that particular, uh, I mean, it's one of Brendan's Brendan's um, implementations for uh, Arizona. Brendan, you want to discuss? Sure. Discuss yeah. Yeah. That that goes right into what you're talking about. Jenner is is getting involved, and I just want to share uh, with your audience that there's this awesome book that came out called "Politics Is for Power: uh, How to Move Beyond Political Hobbyism, Take Action, and Make Real Change." That's by Aton Hirsch. It's a fantastic read. And what it what it tells us is uh, that political voters these days do so little actual volunteering in their community that builds up power. Most of us have just purely become consumers of political information. We think that we're making a difference when we tweet or we you know, talk about politics with our family or or something. But if you can just volunteer even one hour a week in in some way that gets you involved with a with a movement or a cause that's that knows how to leverage power and, and to capture more power, grow their power, you're you'll you'll you're you'll be in the like top one percent of politically active uh, citizens. And and to and think about that. One hour a week can make you 
have can give you more power than your 99 closest neighbors you know it, it that's how little it takes to make yourself into a pillar of your community yeah. and and i you know so often in politics now nowadays we focus on just the one political cycle like you know there you build up volunteers you get donations then the last 3 months before an election you get everyone out to knock doors and uh, get people out to vote for you and then and then everyone goes home you know the the candidate wins or loses but everyone else goes home and uh, and we that is a that is a radical departure of the political behavior we've had in our history um, before the internet before mass media um, and it's it's very it's it's proving more and more ineffective uh, over the years. Political scientists have shown that um, in, instead of mobilizing volunteers, we should be uh, organizing communities. We should be going out to communities and uh, listen to what their needs are. What is at the top of their mind, their agenda? What what is um, you know, key issues in each community that that people will come out for. And when you do this organizing work, you bring volunteers from the communities themselves to create a uh, a power network that then spreads through their community uh, and and gains more and more support until there a time when you can win an election. So we need to think more about building into our communities these power networks that are more permanent than than just a you know a, a 3 or 6 month cycle. And that's what deep canvassing is all about. I'm still developing the proposal which I'm hoping Humanity Forward is going to fund here in Arizona uh, as like a trial run. But but uh, deep canvassing really is an implementation of this new philosophy where you have to organize communities, start with the communities and then build out from there. And, and there's a way to do it where you get volunteers out talking to people and recording their answers and, and coming back for a second visit, a third visit, a fourth, fourth visit to build up a, a real relationship of trust and, and to also persuade people to take, more rational viewpoints. You know, we do we do so little persuasion in politics nowadays. Everyone wants to turn out their base. If we can reorient our political be behavior around respectful dialogue and uh, building relationships and persuading people to adopt more uh, humane, progressive policies, it 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 can work. It takes much longer, but we have that time in this movement to do that. Um, and I'd encourage everyone to get involved once we roll that program out uh, in the in the months to come. Absolutely, man. And so much so much of this really is encapsulated in humanity first. I mean, it, it, that really is there. It's there's a level of personal respect um, in it, and then there's a level of personal empowerment in it. Because it is like people don't realize <laughs> people don't realize the power of their own voice. And this was incredibly sobering for me <laughs> writing this crazy freaking wave that was uh, the end campaign. Um, you know, having my own tiny, humble, little meager platform and just talking about this shit. And then 
all of a sudden hearing, you know, a the outreach that I had, which was way bigger than I thought it was. I was I'm just thought I'm just some uh, uh, drunk asshole who cleans toilets making a podcast. I'm just having fun. But like realizing that, like, oh no, like, bro, like for sure, people all over the country know who you are. People who work for Andrew Yang know here. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's fucking no. It's crazy and how so few the, people, it, how many few uh, people there are that will step up and do exactly what you're doing, Jenner. And once it, you, that's that's you what do. I'm saying, man. <laughs> I, I feel like. <laughs> Here, it's like here, obviously there. it needs to be done, but I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised so many of us uh, <laughs> are just like standing out here going like, "Where is everybody?" <laughs> it's a Fermi <laughs> paradox thing, you know, like where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, I I had someone come out to an event one time, and like I thought the event it was our barbecue uh, at our headquarters in Phoenix. <laughs> and uh, it was a great turnout. You know, we had 20 or 30 people there. It was for Veterans Day. We had the parade go by and we were waving signs and handing out flyers and, and having some burgers. And and it was a great time. But one one volunteer, he was like, man, there's a, you know, do- doesn't look like a lot of people uh, came out tonight. <laughs> and I'm all like, you know, feeling like, man, this is a great turnout. And he was like, it seems like the Yang gang is just like, uh, you know, they're, they're not enthusiastic for Andrew Yang. And I was, and I just turned around to him and I was like, it's actually the American people aren't enthusiastic for any politics. And, you know, the Yang gang is the most, (laughs) was uh, absolutely the most enthusiastic of the campaigns it's from still what I bro it's not even a campaign anymore and it is yeah. still the most fired up politically engaged enthusiastic and hopeful thing in american politics <laughs> it really is like even still still you you don't have people out there you know like um I, it's, i'm not gonna tie it back to bernie but like you don't see any of the other candidates who were on the stage any of the other p- people in the field you don't see them kind of like really continuing the movement despite you know the leader falling back you know what i mean like when, when's the last time you've seen people to judge do do anything right it, it's not even about that it, it's like the yes that but also like did uh did pete have a freaking army of of the most insane emotional beautiful wonderful internet trolls who are the funniest most beautiful people ever (laughs) called themselves like the booty boys or something who became like the most powerful powerful political force ever no no other candidates had fans okay that are just like yay i want that guy to win no like (laughs) the yang gang like as a thing, which kind of like IDW is like tongue in cheek. It's not a real gang, but it is like it's it's that it, this was so different, <laughs> so fucking different and still is. It's it's still wildly different than anything that's going on in our mm-hmm. political discourse. You know, it's all status quo. How do we fix the broken the bullshit? 
um, with broken backwards ideas and like it takes somebody coming along and being like, well, why don't we just get a new computer? You know, why don't we just upgrade this shit? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, why are we, why are we putting uh, band-aids on dinosaurs? Like uh, it's, it's weird, messed up metaphors, man. I'm horrible at <laughs> those all the time, but that's kind of like, oh man, that like literally this has never manifested as far as I've seen in American history. Um, in in this particular way that like it lives on and this became like way like crazy i became aware of this when i realized that like there are yang gangs overseas <laughs> like we have a <laughs> right when right For when what? i dropped i was getting ready to do i was launching um a thing with the yang gang in the uk and the yang gang in australia and I had tendrils out to like Yang Gang in Germany and in freaking all all over, all over, because people saw how revolutionary that shit was, and they're like, "Oh, that is not American politics as usual." And you know, we're like, "Yes, exactly." <laughs> I'm like, "That'll never work," and I'm like. Uh, well, it would have, and this is why we're so heartbroken. <laughs> it's like, God, I'm only just talk. At the very yeah. least, Spain listened. At the very least, yeah. Uh, right on, man. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. Possibly. I, I I like to call the Humanity Forward movement like the civil rights movement of the 21st century with social media. You know, yeah. it's like if the civil rights movement uh, was. Uh, had smartphones they would look a lot like <laughs> what we do now um and could because really we're the last champions of both bipartisanship reasonable uh discourse uh evidence-based policy uh abolishing poverty democratic reform like all these causes are really up to us to get over the finish line there's no other force with the numbers and with the organization that can do it. Uh, I think we've seen from the, the Bernie Sanders campaign that they're unable to, to cross that divide. So it really is up to us. And uh, I've been really proud to serve for the last five weeks on the interim board of the grassroots organizers uh, because we're doing some amazing stuff there where we're, we're, we're building out a, a network throughout the country where Yang Gangs or Humanity Forward chapters um, will be able to like elect their own leaders, will be able to have open meetings with their members, will be able to focus on specific candidates in their communities, uh, specific uh, fundraising events for community assistance. Like we're going to be at, at a certain point, we're going to be running our own uh almost welfare services to our members. We can provide halfway houses. We can provide maker spaces for people to um, build new and invent new uh, technologies and, and practice with new platforms. Like uh, there's such an explosion of creativity that's happening right now. And I just want, uh, one of the reasons I came on this podcast was to invite the mind wave uh, universe to get involved in in some of our um, elections and our working groups so that you guys can have a, a big influence on what happens next. Uh, you know, you're already using 
the MindWave <laughs> website, and uh, you all of you are totally on board for digital organizing as it is. So uh, I'd love it if we could see some of you guys come over and, and make your mark on our movement right when it's getting off the ground. So I'll include, uh, I would love to send you, Jenner, an in invitation link that you can send out to all of your members or just on this podcast where uh, it's as, as easy as clicking on a link and then you're in our, our Slack workspace and uh, people will help you get to the right place to choose, you know, help us out with anything from outreach to working on diversity goals and representation uh, to deciding on how voting works or what our human resources structure looks like. It's, it's all very hands-on. And I think there's some smart people in your audience that would love to get a part, uh, be a part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Shoot me the, uh, the info. I will put it in the show notes. Sweet. We also have uh, lots of opportunities here in Arizona. If you prefer to work within your com community, we have, um, we're currently looking for volunteers on across all of our departments from the, my communications team to getting our finance department up and running to helping with our volunteer organization, making our policies, both implementing national policy and, and uh, figuring out our own local humanity forward policies we'd like to implement on the local level. There's so much opportunity and we really need all the help we can get at once we charter on the 20th. That's right. And uh, Jenner, have you heard about this charter at all? Possibly. No, it's, <laughs> I, I'm so out of the loop, man. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, but yeah, we, we had all of our, um, we had a, a lot of volunteers come together over the last month to work out our charter that uh, is going to go through and be ratified. And we're going to file for our own 501c4 humanity forward, Arizona uh, on 420, man. So nice. Th the perfect day to launch a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I was not, I was not uh, aware of that. Super do pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna I mean I'm I'm good to go for however long here. Um I I did I did just have to write something down because uh invoke the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And and this this is something that people kind of look back in reflection as like that was a thing. No, it, it's not that it was a thing. It is a thing. It it right. never went away. It's not over. You know, in in America, this started with, you know, abolishing slavery and went on to the suffrage of women, you know, getting them the right to vote. Went on to marriage equality, the right to serve your country, you know, and the, the whole getting rid of all that. It's slow, incremental. It's all one thing. It's all one process that it is it and it takes freaking warriors it takes people willing to actually um use whatever tools they have in their toolbox to try and move the needle in some kind of way but this is a civil rights thing on some level it's a human rights thing but i think scott santons put it best um in in our conversation that 
got distilled down to exploration and trust where it's like, no, these are really economic rights. People deserve economic rights to where they can't be exploited by the economy that they're helping build. Like, which is, it, it is, it is a 21st century reframing, but like, I think that we need to like really get it down there. Acknowledge it really is the same thing. We, we want the liberation <laughs> of, of the normal people. We want the liberation and empowerment of everybody. I mean, that's the American dream. Uh, unleash your full potential um, and don't allow a broken system to, you know, put you in a corner, shut you up. Um, yeah, you know, hell, life, life liberty, yeah, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, the revolution isn't over. <laughs> I, I like your framing of it as like uh, a continuous movement. And, um, you know, uh, we have a lot of people, a lot of uh, heroes in our past that have died to get us this this society with the rights we have uh, nowadays. And so it's like what we're asking people to do, get involved a couple hours a week, a couple hours a month even. <laughs> it's like uh, that is our version of, of going to war <laughs> these days to fight for our rights. It's, uh, it, 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 it's, it wouldn't make for an excellent uh, blockbuster movie. I don't think anyone's going to watch that, <laughs> but it it's just as impactful these I days. I can see an it, HBO documentary. Deep canvasser. <laughs> no. Yeah. Deep God. canvassing in Arizona. <laughs> I was Maybe. looking for, uh, damn it. See, it's, I was looking for a Carl Sagan quote where he was talking about a Thomerson, Th- Thomas Jefferson quote. And I can't find it. <laughs> it was really perfect, but I did. My Google skills, my real time Google <laughs> skills are not good enough, and I don't have a Jamie yet. So, yeah. What's my favorite Jefferson quote is uh, every 20 years, the tree of liberty needs to be uh, <laughs> rewatered with the blood of patriots. <laughs> oh, Little man. extreme, Jefferson. Little extreme. That's hardcore. <laughs> it was not enough, he said. To, I, I have the audio clip somewhere, and I, I've actually used it, I think, in two Humanity First episodes. Uh, it was not to, enough. Did you talk it, about that quote God. for a little bit? I do think the more symbolic nature of it and the essence is that you need a revolution of ideas, and like it can't be the same institutions, the same people that have the power, because these institutions get old and rigid and and you just need to continually keep updating and keep progressing with new ideas new ways forward sometimes a more progressive vision is what a a nation needs sometimes a more conservative uh ethos is what a nation needs during a time of struggle or and it's um it should really help uh humanity forward going going into these new communities reaching out to our own local bases and say hey we need we need to change in these places with this certain philosophy rather than the old way of doing things yeah knock down the brick structures build with steel <laughs> that's how i say um brendan what do you want like to tell everyone a little bit about what 
the interim board is actually doing right now and kind of what your yeah. connection is to Humanity for National? Yeah, so I am one of the 11 interim board members. Uh, we just elected six new members uh, on Sunday. Um, so I'm in for another six weeks. I'm really hoping, though, that after the six weeks, I'll be able to focus more in Arizona. Um, and it's it's pretty cool that we have elections where we're bringing in new people every every six weeks at this point. So at some point, we're going to get to a movement where most of our volunteer leaders have been able have been given an opportunity to speak directly with humanity forward and be involved in their meetings and directly influence uh, our movement from the very top. Uh, that's something I, I saw during the campaign as a regional organizer, there was such a, there was a, such a, a, a wall up between the campaign staff and the volunteers. And uh, I'm happy to say that in the last month, we've really been, breaking down those barriers and we've been opening up communication channels with them where, you know, now, now I'm sending uh, humanity forward like updates on our different projects and working groups that we've put together. And they're telling, you know, they're getting our direct feedback on how regions are going to be organized or uh, what our code of conduct is going to look like, uh, what, what our human resources procedures are going to look like. And so really just in the last month, we've been able to increase our collaboration with humanity forward, like by 10 times what it was. Um, and, and keep in mind for all your viewers, Jenner, like there's less than 10 staff members <laughs> for humanity forward. You know, they're, they're just a small team over in New York state with an office building and yeah, they they're bringing in millions of dollars in donations, and they're they're doing this relief, uh, these relief services uh, that have been for people that have been affected by COVID, um, and they're working on this UBI trial. So they have these a lot of these huge uh, visionary projects, but they're still just a small team, and they're they are depending on all of us, the people in their movement, in order to succeed to change our politics in the next four years. And so, you know, we've gotten far too used to taking orders from the top down um, and, and, you know, just waiting for our marching orders. But right now is really the time for there to be a bottom up process of people getting involved and sharing their ideas. Um, and so if, if you do go uh, to the Yang 2020 Slack, You'll see a number of different working groups. If anything uh, catches your eye, you have expertise with something, then get involved. And there's there's we have weekly meetings for our working groups, um, so you can get on a Zoom call with everyone who's interested in, say, you know, building the next communication platform or researching UBI or anything you could you could imagine doing to help this movement. There's a a group of people for you to fit in with to work on those things. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll keep it at that. I don't want to get too in the weeds here, but the, I just want to to stress that we love feedback. We want feedback. This is our movement. There's no us versus them anymore, uh, or uh, us versus us. <laughs> it's it's 
all of us uh, working together at this point. And uh, the, the door is really open for people to, to make their voice heard at this point. I'd real quick, I'd also like to plug that we, you don't have to explicitly be doing work. You can also be um, reaching out just for some human interactions. We have humanity hangs with just a bunch of people from around the country hanging out for an hour or two, a few times a week. You can just go in and start meeting the people that are running, that are leading for everyone. And you can get involved when you feel comfortable and when yeah. you find something that's within your interest. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A revolution wouldn't be fun. Uh, if a revolution isn't fun, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, man. And everybody, everybody has something something unique to offer and it's like I, I will not stop doing this it's the lego movie thing you guys it's the lego <laughs> movie thing like you have a particular power here that that uh is amazing and it like when it works within the larger thing it's way more powerful than you think it is like it's gonna be the thing that's gonna save the universe i've been this is like my whole philosophy of imper- personal empowerment through through this thing um, right. that it, it emerged out of me throughout the process of this. And it's like any, anything that you do, you know, in every, every minute that you spend doing, you, you know, it's just like contribute however you can, whatever your power is, whatever, whatever you have to add to this story, um, find that superpower and then use that and focus on that. And don't feel bad that you can't, you know, be a billionaire philanthropist and throw, you know, money at people like, cause you have, you have important ways to engage and connect with people. And so much of this, so much of this, you guys right now is just about that. It is just about keeping the ground, <laughs> ground wires, connecting to each other, remembering who we are, being there for each other and not giving up um, and just throwing ourselves into the meat grinder, you know, or shouting into the void because there are real things that you can do. There is real power that you, the listener, can wield. Um, and that, that's for everybody, wherever you are in the world, um, you know, and you have your little corner of it that this is your call to like stake claim to it and, and make it your personal mission to improve it. Uh, because it's one planet. It's one planet, guys. We only get one. Uh, and, and this is kind of like my, the, the little bits of flavor that I've, I've kind of added to Andrew's mission in my own way to incorporate into my own personal philosophy, which, you know, yes, it's not as, it's not left. It's not right. But in some sense, like it also needs to be up. It's not just enough to go forward. Like we have to go up in a, in a, in a big way. We have to get overview effect. We have to get the entire world to experience the overview effect, which is an astronaut term for looking down on the world and seeing it as one thing uh, and being like, Oh, whoa, there's like not <laughs> words for that, but that's really what we need. I think, um, I love it. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, yeah. so much of it. Yeah. I cannot find that fucking Carl. Say- I can't. I was looking for a transcript. It's his very last interview with Charlie Rose, the last interview he gave before he died. And he had a brilliant fucking thing about Thomas Jefferson. And I can't find it. I'm going to cut it in in the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in yeah. in post. It's fine. 
it it deserves to be in there (laughs) yeah you deserve to hear it from the man himself anyway right (laughs) (laughs) i love it hey build that double decker couch you know oh bro i love that metaphor (laughs) Uh, be be yeah just oh my god don't make me cry man it's it's been a rough couple weeks (laughs) <laughs> couple months shit i don't know when did andrew drop out nine years ago <laughs> who can Sounds tell better. there's been a whole pandemic since then you oh know. yeah that's <laughs> yeah send jenner 30 bucks someone immediately <laughs> the uh you know they got to keep the lights on for this because there's a lot of people that are only connected to this movement through you and uh which is insane and that's an insane amount of pressure and responsibility i feel like tweak i'm like "Ah, too much pressure you deserve at least 30 bucks (laughs) oh fuck Ah! Uh, yeah you're doing a great job don't worry about it it's been extremely overwhelming uh in in many more ways than one it's just been the ride of a fucking lifetime and i cannot wait to see where it goes next um, well, we can we can talk a little bit about where at least we want to kind of see Arizona going next, and mm-hmm. into some ideas and some action items that we we in Arizona are discussing. Yeah, so, whatever you feel is best, Jenner, with time and all that. I have no I have no time constraints. Um, me personally, other than like my bladder volume. So, um, where are you guys at? I'm, I, we can split this up into a two-parter if you want and just take a quick break and go potty, get beverages or whatever, and then come back and then we'll close it out, um, in however long, but yeah, I'm completely open. I cleared my, my entire day for you guys. So I'll leave it to Brendan. I'm, I'm pretty clear. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the communication team and some of these roles that you wanted to recruit for, uh, Kyle. So great. Absolutely. Let's yeah. Let's it. like nail down, uh, specifics and, and shit. And so that I can pack, just pack the show notes. I'm not great at doing this cause I'm not, I'm not a consolidator condenser of th- mm-hmm. ideas into words, but uh, we will actually build like a cohesive. <laughs> this thing is going to look like a yeah. freaking Wikipedia citation. We're going to get the show notes <laughs> on lock that, here so that, that people know. <laughs> um, and then also Humanity Forward, which I guess is a new series on the show now, which is like, where do we go from here? Because ugh, 2020 <laughs> sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I will make sure that that is also included in like the resources on the page at mindwave.media but yeah let's let's take a quick uh quick potty slash beverage break and we will be right back on the mindwave podcast (laughs) my my feeling charlie is that um it's it's not that um, pseudoscience and superstition and uh, new age so-called beliefs and uh, fundamentalist zealotry are something new they've been with us for as long as we've been we've been human but we live in an age based on science and technology with formidable technological powers science and technology are propelling us forward at accelerating rates that's right and if we don't understand it by we i mean the general public if it's something that oh i'm not good at that i don't know anything about it then who is making all the decisions about science and technology that uh, are going to determine what kind of future our children live in just uh, 
some members of Congress, but there's no more than a handful of members of Congress with any background in science at all. And the Republican Congress has just abolished its own Office of Technology Assessment, the organization that gave them bipartisan competent advice on science and technology. They say, we don't want to know. Don't tell us about science. Surprising. It's the danger of all this. I mean, you know, this is not the thing. There's two kinds of dangers. One is what I just yeah. talked about, that we've arranged a society based on science and technology in which nobody understands anything about science and technology. And this combustible mixture of ignorance and power, sooner or later, is going to blow up in our faces. I mean, who is running the science and technology in a democracy if the people don't know anything about it? And the second reason that I'm, I'm worried about this is that science is more than a body of knowledge. It's a way of thinking, a way of skeptically interrogating the universe with a fine understanding of human fallibility. If, if we are not able to ask skeptical questions, to interrogate those who tell us that something is true, to be skeptical of those in authority, then we're up for grabs for the next charlatan, political or religious who comes ambling along. It, it's a thing that Jefferson laid great stress on. It wasn't enough, he said, to enshrine some rights in a, in a constitution or a bill of rights. The people had to be educated and they had to practice their skepticism and their education. Otherwise, we don't run the government. The government runs us. We are back. Uh, at, hopefully I was able to splice that shit in in post. I was going to try to do it in real time, the Carl Sagan quote, because it's perfect, perfect for this. But uh, listener, you will have heard that. Uh, we are back with Brendan Carpenter and Kyle Hendon to talk um, humanity forward. So I'm I'm completely opening it up to you guys. Fill us in. What, what can people do? What's going on? Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's pick up where we left off. So, um, what people can do right now is our, a lot of our outreach initiatives. There's on the national Slack, there's working groups that are devoted to specific items. Like one of them is, uh, the Yang gang going to Congress and testifying before Congress about emergency universal basic income. Uh, one of our leaders in Arizona is actually heading that project. And we hope to convince members of Congress to pass a, a better stimulus bill that will directly help people right now. You can also do something on the local scale. Our all of our departments are looking for volunteers. We're have we're um, starting our we're starting to preliminary look at our outreach initiatives. I'm right now training spokespeople to to go into communities and go have media appearances so we can start getting our message out there. Or you can help on the logistical side, getting our nonprofit up and running, getting funding, a steady source of funding for us so we can start actually accomplishing some of our goals. And we need people with better and bigger and better ideas to keep us moving forward. So what we need you to do is get connected with us so we can start get start figuring out what we ha- what we can have you do. 
I love it. I love it. There's already a place for you, exactly just the way you are. If I gotta bust out the Mister Rogers thing, <laughs> there is already there is already a, a, a seat for you at this table, um, just exactly how you are. Uh, so come sit down in it and uh, add your voice to the conversation because it, it really is like it's it's sobering how powerful it is. Um, this was my main. My main thing throughout this process through the voices series of, you know, collecting the voicemails, putting those back out, and then um, hearing back from the people who left the voicemails to hear themselves be a part of the bigger thing and hear the, hearing the power of their own voice. That, for me, was, a, it, it. I can only describe as spiritually moving, <laughs> you know, on some level. Um, getting people to realize the power of their own voice. It's, it was extremely disorienting for me. I'm still not used to it. I still don't know <laughs> exactly why uh, people listen to this show. I mean, I do. It's awesome. It's cute. It's adorable um, <laughs> and funny. But it, there's there's still that kind of weird Twilight zone thing going on where I was like, wait, is this real? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it 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 really is. It it takes that that initial leap, that leap of faith, uh to to discover your your potential here. Um speaking to you as as the listener, because like again, like a movie shit, you have you have a very important piece to add to this whole to this whole thing. So if you've been kind of um quietly absorbing uh throughout the throughout this movement throughout this campaign uh stop stop <laughs> quietly absorbing and and get loud and and contribute your voice to this cuz it's like that this is the thing making it work it's people uh willing to speak up and uh, i realize i realize um and before i toss it back to you I, th- th- this is a a sensitivity issue because it took me personally, it took me a while to get comfortable with, you know, recording and hearing my own voice. And I, I don't like talking on the phone. I hate leaving voicemails. I'm one of those people. I'm just like, oh, this is like, this not, it does not work for me. Uh, and I, I actually had somebody lined up before and Andrew dropped. I had somebody lined up to come on the series who uh, has selective mutism. So she's actually physically unable to talk, you know, in a, in a setting like this. But I still want to make this project available to you however I can. So um, this was an idea I came up with for this specific guest, which I hope that episode is still coming where we're going to correspond via email, me and my co-host, we're going to send questions and then get the responses back um, via text and kind of conduct the interview that way. And then we're going to take that text and we're going to be super 21st century and put it into a sexy robot voice. And then it'll be like we're interviewing a kind of disembodied AI voice that actually represents a real human that can't find, literally can't bring themselves to find their own voice and still get it out there because that's like whoever you are literally if you cannot even bring yourself to talk we will still bring you on and amplify your message 
using the best tools that we have, the best technology, because like, why the hell, why does that technology exist otherwise if not to use it for something rad like that? So No, that is a, that is an amazing idea. My, I actually, um, I work, one of my jobs is working at Arizona State University in the Disability Resource Department, and I help a man with muscular dystrophy to complete all his coursework, and he's he's in political science like I am and he's has all these great ideas, but he doesn't feel like he, he, he is the person to voice them. And I, and I try to encourage him to, to start voicing his opinion more and start feeling more value just because you have your atypical in a fashion doesn't mean you're not valuable. And before we go uh, farther, Brendan is not linked into the conversation. Brendan is no longer here. Uh, no, uh, he can't. He can't. Uh, he can't hear us. Oh well, shit. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, we may we may need to refresh. Okay, so we are back. We're running into uh, issues, as happens all literally all the time on on podcasts everywhere, not just this one. So I can't, I'm not going to feel too bad about it technical difficulties where were we <laughs> uh, we were talking a little bit about the arizona vision and what we hope to accomplish on our on on my side of the of humanity ford arizona i am i am hoping to put together a podcast of our own so we can try to facilitate some information directly from our leadership to to the grassroots have a very open platform for our leaders to come on and tell us what they're talking about, explain any decisions they've made, try to increase the transparency as much as we can and, uh, and make it standard so you always know, hey, during the week, just one time a week, well, the leadership will be on the phone with you, coordinating with you, talk, addressing your concerns, as well as allowing us to expand into media markets that will would have a podcast host on but maybe not a person in the leadership and get get us get some connections in the new media and really facilitate our conversations to make sure everyone's included in our process oh absolutely and and i'm i'm going to continue the um some version of the series here on the show and continue that, but I'm happy to provide my uh, insight and expertise, so to speak, on the, um, like, I can actually help you guys launch that thing if you were trying to make that happen. Oh, that'd, um, be, that'd be amazing. Part of my mission, my studio's mission, my studio that I'm, my birth child, <laughs> uh, is called Studio Stargazer. And it, it is all about just like continuing this and empowering this. And so I use my own my own skills that I have, my own Lego movie magic, um, to to help other help launch other things as kind of like an incubator. And I, I really want to get much better about this, but in terms of like I can point you guys to the right platform to where to host it, I can come up with production sequences, theme songs, etc. Um, video promotionals, kind of branding, that kind of thing um, as my contribution to help make that a thing. Because really, 
really like it should be it should be its own thing that's like people can go to because I can't handle the full volume of what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. <clears throat> so that kind of does need it's it's huge. It's huge and it needs its own it needs its own platform. So if I can use my experience in this domain to help kind of point you guys in the right direction and use my skills to help, you know, at least get you off the ground in terms of branding and design and sound and music and themes and all that. Like I would, I'm totally all about taking that project on board. I would really like to do a lot more of that. Um, we would really appreciate it, Jenner. It's one of my favorite things about (laughs) dream. uh, Yeah. One of my favorite things working with the Yang campaign during, during the campaign was if you need an action item done, you just put it on Slack and someone someone would pick it up and say, I got you. And I had graphics sent to me up from all over the place. I got advice from people all across the country about the project we were working on. So it's great that we have a volunteer pool that is willing to do the work and willing to help people out without being directly involved in the process. And one of the, the yeah. most uh, memorable things about our campaign came directly from our volunteer base, like the math acronym and the Yang Gain name itself all came from grassroots. And I think we need mm. to make sure we stay in the grassroots in terms of our creativity and our inspiration and our mission and not go too far away from our sor- from our source. Yeah, people power politics. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Human powered. I was going to launch this whole thing. Hashtag human powered. Like our algorithms should be human powered. Our our morals, our ethics, they should all be human powered. Um, So I'm I'm very much digging that. Uh, Hardcore. I had a note. I lost it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Happens all the time. All the time. Because the show goes a million miles an hour. Yeah. And and, uh, I'm just happy to be along for the ride most of the time. (laughs) We'd also like some help forming our Arizona trying to form our own merch shop so we can start being a little bit more self-sufficient in terms of funding, get Arizona a little bit more connected with the, the movement, us being so far behind in the electoral process. We, Arizona can feel really disconnected from the main roots of movements and campaigns. So we hope to individualize that to our constituency a little bit. And... <clears throat> And we hope we can we can get a lot of our our product designs and stuff like that from Arizonans that are passionate about our movement and that's just in the, what they would like to see, like would they like to see mugs or would they what design on a t-shirt would they like or one of our popular ideas right now in our our circle is getting some uh, humanity for rolling papers out so people can. Enjoy, enjoy themselves, and, and support us at the same time. So, what we need a lot of help in getting our creativity and getting everyone involved because we, we need to stay connected to the source, as I said. Yeah, and uh, we'd love anyone who wants to be on our podcast. Uh, we're putting out a call for anyone who's interested. Uh, to share their experience uh, in the Yang Gang and and wherever you come from, where whatever your background is, we want to hear more from the Arizonan uh, activists in our movement. So, well, those invites are going to be going out. And uh, Jenner, you you're at the top of our list, man. 
Oh, goody. Yeah, I I dig it. Uh, see, I'm already I'm making notes. I'm like, okay, I got a, I got. Uh, we'll talk off air. I got like, I got a idea for launching, um, the prototype uh merch thing. <laughs> but um, it, if you guys want to steal the voices idea, um, please do that. I set up a Google Voice line for people to just call in anywhere from their phone and have a three-minute limit to like leave their story. Mm-hmm. Um, those come into your email just like anything else. You can download the file, drag and drop it into whatever sound editor you're using, um, and drop in some music. And it's hugely impactful, hugely wow. inspirational. And it, this is a tool that's available yeah. to anybody for free through google you can pick your number and all of it it's a it's a voip line deal so i would highly recommend uh as a part of if you are if you guys are starting your own podcast that's centered around this please take the voices idea the voicemail line idea and because that's just passive it's there it's out in the universe anybody anywhere can call in at any time and go straight to voicemail they can leave their spiel if they mess it up and they want to take another take or whatever. They have three minutes. If they want to go for ten minutes and you know stitch them together, it's a whole thing. But that no, that it's it that I think was the power move that like <laughs> that was the melee attack of of my humanity first series that like people were not expecting. And I don't know why nobody else was doing it, but like, if you guys want to like incorporate the like, please yeah. do that. It is so cool, <laughs> just I to get voicemails it. from yeah. all over the place uh, and hear just hear the person's yeah. voice and hear their story. It's it's just totally different from seeing yeah. it in text or on a pamphlet or like this is why you should care about this. It's much different when you hear the person's voice. And you're like, I care about that person. You know what I mean? Like in a real, mm-hmm. in a real humanity first way, it's, it's completely, it's outside the box. It's, it's different from any, any way that anybody else is trying to do it. Um, and I, I think that like, I found, I found some magic there in the voicemail <laughs> thing. So please, please, please use that. We need as much I'll help magic. Set that up. We need as much magic as we can get. So absolutely. <laughs> So, Jenner, Sorry, we'd like to uh, we'd like to invite you to ask us um, any any questions you have about our organization or questions you think your viewers might have for us mm. about our operations. Like we kind of we've kind of gone through what we wanted you guys to know, and now it's we we want to be able to be responsive to what you guys think and what you guys are feeling on the ground. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't prepare questions, but I want to. I want. I, I want to have. Hmm. I want to. I want to dig deep here. Uh, hmm. You're also welcome to ask a little bit about us. I feel like getting to know. That's kind of where I was going. Yeah. Is even 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 better. Even more important sometimes than yeah. what we're doing. I was trying to think of questions that would illuminate um you two specifically as as individuals just to like 
add a little bit more color to your story as to like why you're here and why we're we're just starting this conversation now, really, as the humanity forward conversation on the show. So, um, it, let's go with, um, how about it? We'll we'll do fun ones. Uh, <laughs> You're or- <laughs> uh, you're ordering a pizza. What mm. what are your what are your pizza toppings? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> buffalo chicken pizza. Oh man, it's like I want the wings so bad. I might as well just have them right on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst way. I've- Trespassation I've heard for buffalo pizza in my life. <laughs> <laughs> buffalo chicken pizza. It's my fave. Illuminating. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Outside the box. <laughs> Kyle pizza. Where where are you, the pizza? Where are you going? <laughs> I like I like pepper I like pepperoni. I like a deep dish. And I like it from Luminati's. Oh, plug, oh. plug this there. Give me some give me a brand. <laughs> yeah. Free plugs. All, all about it. Uh <laughs> That's great. Pizza is such a great one that like is pretty much anywhere in the world you go. Uh, some version of pizza exists, <laughs> you know, sure. wherever you go. And uh, it's so, something. <laughs> it's one of those things I think that's going to have to be on my rotating list of uh, fun mind breaker, mind teaser kind of uh, just fun, silly questions. Um, and then maybe we'll close it out with. Okay, because how old are you guys? Yeah, I just turned thirty. I'm I'm twenty one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so y- I'm, y'all I'm, are children. I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even out of college yet. Yeah. Okay, so thirty and twenty one. Okay, and you're both <laughs> clearly nerds. So I guess I right. guess we I my final question to you would be. Other than, you know, like whatever you want to plug at the end, we can we can do that like final plug, say bye bye, how how do you do, you know? Right. <laughs> shake hands, whatever. But I think I, I think the last the last one and think think hard and think deep about this one, boys. <laughs> um best here. if there is one video game on earth that encapsulates your childhood that just brings you to that just nostalgia something about the theme music or something about the the gameplay or something what is the one video game <laughs> that stands out as like just you in a nutshell you your childhood in a <laughs> nutshell <laughs> wow that is a big one that is a big one <laughs> i know sorry <laughs> video game right now but my childhood is a little tricky <laughs> It's that yeah. it's that nostalgia one, man. I had to dig deep for this one personally. For for me, it's like Super Mario three, um, it was like young, 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 and then like slightly like once I really started like I'm a gamer now. It was like Ocarina of Time. So that like those are my childhood like. Mm, mm. Oh man, Ocarina was the best. <sighs> best game ever. I'm I'm debating on between uh, Battle Toads. And Thief Two: The Metal Age. I have heard of neither of those. <laughs> I've heard of Battle Toads. I've never played it. Oh yeah. Uh, so, 
Uh, is that like kind of one of these like um, strategy <laughs> warfare strategy games? You know, I love strategy games, but no, it's like a platformer with four players, and uh, it's like a street fighting game. You know, oh, okay, okay, okay. More like an arcade game, yeah. Oh, I like it. I love. Yeah. I, I'm an arcade boy. <laughs> like and it. Thief Two. Uh, that's like the only like. That's the best sneaking game of the '90s. It was completely different. <laughs> love Thief it. Two. I. I love sneaking games. I'm gonna have to make a note for Thief Two because I've I've not heard of that, but like I love the sneaky wiki boy stuff <laughs> like tomb raider is one of my all-time favorite franchises because it like right. plays to that like you gotta like sneak around you gotta have like skills and use your brain to solve puzzles and stuff and like weird obscure shit to get to the next part and it's challenging and you gotta climb stuff um exactly. so i can't i like larger picture i'm a tomb raider boy but i just got in, in introduced within <laughs> the last handful of months to the assassin's creed universe oh, and yeah. i'm like Oh boy! <laughs> I oh boy! It's like I love. Grow up. Grow oh, up. oh yeah! <laughs> I wish there were more logic puzzles, but I I love that sneaky assassin shit. I just I I don't know why. Yeah. How do you get away with strategy? It, you know? How does how do you get away with the the big heist? You know? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking great, man. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. I know, Kyle. Man, what the fuck, bro? My 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 initial my initial reaction was the GameCube Mario Kart. I just spent spent a lot of time with my family playing that. But my my favorite as a kid was Great. called Mountain Blade Warbands. War it's um, like you, you you run around as your own lord and you take over castles and you raid villages and it's it's a lot a lot it's like a fighting first first person game world interactions yeah, yeah. they actually just launched a new one uh like a week ago and i do not have the proper laptop to play it and it made me sad during this oh. all this free time <laughs> so like, sad my old ass computer can barely barely handle games that are like five ten years old and like i see the shit that's coming out now and i'm like oh my god that's <laughs> insane that looks like a real person you can see that bitch's pores like every single <laughs> strand of hair every light coming through the shining through oh, the yeah. leaves of the trees and the mist and reflecting off the water like it's insane what happens in video games now <laughs> but and oh I, my god i'm so far behind too yeah, uh, it's, and, oh. and i can't I don't know where they go from here in terms of vi- next frontier video games oh virtual reality man i know hey, but yeah. isn't even a video game at that point yeah <laughs> it's like I, th- I think it's going to be a combination of vr and ar and i think uh oh shit no i don't want to drop that. no 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 that's it, like the five to ten year mind wave plan i'm not going to drop that spoiler uh, yeah yeah, but yeah, it is a combination of both. <laughs> you need a real world. You need a real kind of physical thing in in addition to your other inputs, I think. I think the way that gaming is going to go is just going to get more and more inputs. So right now, um, we have just video basically to engage with and we have a human interface device, which is a controller or a mouse and keyboard or whatever. But I think eventually 
it's going to get closer and closer to being like piped directly into our optic nerve. Like we're just actually seeing it um, and actually hearing it and actually feeling it and actually smelling it um, and actually running around in it. I think that's, that's the direction that gaming is going and I can't fucking wait because that's going to be crazy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, My brother's been playing half-life Alex for the last two weeks and like i hardly hear from him <laughs> he's, he's playing on hard mode and just like taking his time and he just says it's unreal how realistic uh they make everything and yeah i mean it's it's as big of a invention as television or the radio in my opinion oh yeah like gaming is is i think kind of like core like essential to the mind wave thing. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm just like, that is absolutely a thing because the level of detail and realism and like how much that's transformed just within a single lifetime, because I grew up playing Tomb Raider and she was like 256 points or whatever, had big square tits, <laughs> you know, <laughs> super blocky it kind of looked like fucking minecraft and now you go and play one of these last ones and it's like holy shit like fully emotive like face and tears and blood and sweat and pores and hair (laughs) just like oh my god that is nuts that's it's nuts i i need a new computer if you'd like to help jenner buy a new computer head to (laughs) mindwave.media i'm kidding uh, I never pass up an opportunity to do those bullshit plugs because I don't run ads on my show. And if you like that, give me some fucking money. <laughs> well, that's, that's the only that's way. Uh, I know, right? It's, it's You got to say fuck the ads, man. So, like, that, that would be my other uh, bit of advice. If you're starting a podcast, say fuck the ads. Um Open up a PayPal, open up a cash app, open up a Venmo, open up ways for Patreon, open up ways for people to give directly and support. Um, but don't monetize in the, in the other ways because it's such bullshit. It, the whole system is just so nonsense, especially on YouTube and with a lot of podcasts out there now. And I realize I sound like I'm, I'm a dick now because I pick on these <laughs> podcasters all the time who like they just get you know, stacks of ad copy from some corporation. And they're like, well, today we're going to talk, we're going to take the first 10 minutes of the podcast to tell you about this energy supplement or this mattress or this Squarespace or some life insurance bullshit or like whatever. (laughs) They're like trying to sell you. Um, So as much as I love Joe Rogan, it's like, I have to skip ahead every time. Everybody does. (laughs) That's the thing, bro. That's the thing. Everybody who listens to Rogan skips through that shit. They don't like it. Joe doesn't like doing it. I think if he just went, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. If you appreciate that, uh, send me a couple bucks. Send me a dollar. Give me a dollar instead, and I'll take your dollar instead of their dollar, and you won't have to do that anymore. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Sam's model, I think it was right on. I think it can get a little edgier. (laughs) I'm going to take it slightly edgier because the support model is the way to go. That's it's in terms of empowerment, in terms of, you know, like create the content you want to see in the world. Also empower the content that you want to see in the world. If you like this show um, and you want 
more of it to happen, realize that like the only reason it is happening is because a handful of it's the PBS thing. It's like, it's made possible by viewers like you. (laughs) It really fucking is. It's made possible by people like you because we're not playing those other fucking games. We're publicly funded. It's not nonprofit. Um, but I've made it very clear that like anything that's coming into the show is helping to support and grow the show, which is going to include largely sending out equipment to other people who need to get their voices heard or their faces seen. Um, so, I mean, I, I have a handful of people on the list who are getting mics and headphones and cameras and all and all of those things out of the show funds. So Maybe you can add Brendan to that list. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh yeah man yeah, oh yeah man i got i i got it i got it down i got i know exactly which mic and exactly which headphones i got nailing it down i got model numbers and everything so awesome. uh, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> just i will say the the podcast we hoped we were envisioning in our communication department it would be almost impossible to have paid paid advertisements on it because i just think it's it subtracts, subtracts substantially to the amount of trust they have into uh, uh, podcasts if they're running ads, and yes. it's and it will be largely financed through through the Humanity Ford Ford Arizona the the merch store we're trying to uncover the donations we get being a nonprofit. So you shouldn't you shouldn't expect ads on th- this podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll try to drive some more traffic towards Mindwave uh, since it's our most favorite Humanity Forward podcast. And, Shut up! Uh, so we're we're gonna get we're gonna get some of the rest of the the team uh, listening to your podcast, and we're we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you that equipment, Jenner. I love it, man. It's it's been a wild ride. This specific project doing the humanity first series and doing the voices it's been the most wild ride (laughs) of a lifetime it actually helped create the show really because it got you know it rode the wave that was already out there that was covering andrew Mm -hmm. yang and it's still not quite setting in (laughs) how uh how how big it is because i actually don't hear from people a lot I only hear from like 0.0000000001% of listeners. So when um, when yeah. guys like you reach out and actually want to participate with me and like come make this happen with me, it 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 touches me in a spiritual way. It's like this is this is real time, bros. This is this yeah, is man. this is a real time bromance moment where I'm like, thank you guys so much for fucking. Uh, uh, yeah. Thinking about me, keeping and keeping me in your thoughts. Uh, yeah. You know, listening to the show and you're and part of the gang, man. Uh, even though all the way from Sierra Vista, you know, <laughs> we're we're still thinking of you all the way out there. <laughs> One of the best lessons I've learned th- through the campaign is people want you to talk to them and give them ideas and interact with them, but everyone kind of acts like people don't want to be bothered, and that's in the it's kind of goes along with the mindset that we all have. We're all in the scarcity mindset that we're not, we're on our own. We're all individualistic and that we need to make it without any help. But people are really looking to help you out and looking to interact with you to see what you're doing and see if you can contribute to them in a, in a great way. And that's what, what uh, we hope to do with 
between our interactions with you guys. Yep. I dig it, man. Um, And this is... I'm going to close it out on this because my attention has been all over the place lately. Uh, Obviously, my Yang coverage has been functionally nil. Uh, I have completely withdrawn from politics. I'm not talking about politics at all on the show. I'm really... I'm using philosophy as my ground wire, as my candle in the dark, to my refuge, my cave to retreat to. So I'm, I'm getting. <clears throat> that's going to be my main, my main direction um, henceforth. Um, is going to be largely philosophy, and I'm. I when this coronavirus shit really started breaking out. And people were already feeling, especially in the Yang Gang, were feeling alone and isolated and, you know, devalued, dehumanized by by this whole process. I, I felt it was really important to start a new thing um, and kind of just, like, not even push other projects to the back burner, but just take them all the way off the stove dump that shit into Tupperware and just put it in the back of the fridge because we have more important shit to do right now. So um, my my final plug here is for um, Light of Morning, which is a new Sunday thing that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen every single Sunday, but we need to hear from the people who have messages of light, um, stories, poems, music, dance, um, sermons, if you will, secular, interfaith, universalist, messages of positivity and light um, that I'm going to try to build together going off of the voices model. You know, I want to feature three different storytellers every every episode of this uh, and kind of tie it together in a, in, in a larger thing. But something you just said just... I, I took a screenshot. I took a screenshot of a tweet from the Dalai Lama, which is weird that the Dalai Lama has a Twitter account, but he said, <laughs> and he said, a deep awareness of the goodness of human beings, that they are essentially kind, helpful, and gentle, can give us courage and hope. On a personal level, too, such a vision of our basic nature can help promote a greater sense of well-being and connectedness with others. Thank you, Dalai Lama. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful, Jenner. Yeah, uh, thanks. So. I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it it's got to happen. It's got to happen, man. So uh, submit it to Yang's uh, art initiative. Oh, I like it. Get some, I like get it. Get some funding from it. Arts Expo, yeah, it's going on right now. Oh, and, uh, so many notes. I'd like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to just uh, thank you, Jenner, for the opportunity to talk to the Mindwave Universe. Um, love you guys. We consider you part of the movement, um, and pl- definitely follow up with us and, and join the Yang Twenty Twenty Slack if you want to get your hands dirty in the organizing. And uh, I also just want to give a quick shout out to the outgoing interim board members that I served with for the last four weeks. Uh, That would be Ian Ratner, the uh, regional organizer from Tennessee. Uh, Also Dan Trampty from New York, Alana Moss from uh, Oregon, 
Catherine Maloney from Massachusetts, Lee Kai Wang uh, from Los Angeles, and uh, and Zach Stoltz, uh, the regional organizer, of California. You guys are great. Um, these are heroes in our movement that have put us on a really good pathway, and um, you know uh, they they really helped a lot. And uh, if you want to help out too, uh, random listener, you can step up and be a leader in this movement as well. So we'll see you on the other side. I love it. <laughs> also, want to want to take this moment to thank Brendan and my team for endorsing me when I ran for the interim board. Never got a chance to. Th- thank you guys. So I want to take this opportunity and thank you to Jenner for having us on. It was, it was a great time. Are you kidding me? This is a blast for me. I was just, uh, I was trying to think of that line from the war on normal people <laughs> where he's talking about, uh, climbing the hill and seeing the valley that's on the other side. Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this is that bros. I think we ended oh. our, um, our meetings with that quote a few times. Yeah. God yeah, damn. Golden. <laughs> it, it's for me, it's like that and challenge fucking accepted. And I love, I do like, I felt so bad of like getting like angry and like pouty about this. But honestly, seeing Andrew, since he dropped out and he's no longer like worrying about the like, uh, we got to be all shiny for the running. <laughs> seeing the filter come off him a little bit and seeing him get a little like angrier and dickish, I've really, really enjoyed. He's like, y'all are fucking up. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, Andrew, that, that yep. should have been your, your campaign slogan the whole exactly. time. Y'all are fucking up. <laughs> we got a better way. Uh, Jesus Christ. Nice Brendan Carpenter, Kyle Hennon. This was fucking phenomenal. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. <laughs> Thanks. Jenny. No problem, man. Have a good one. Uh, take care. And listeners, uh, expect this to continue. So um, if if uh, I'm working on what Humanity First, the season finale, I'm working on what that's going to be. But I think largely if we're continuing, it has to be within this. It has to be within Humanity Forward. It has to be within the new vision, which is not just forward. It's up. It's center. <laughs> It's gravity, in a way, um, bringing us all to a collective center um, and also going up at the same time. I realize as a physics nerd and as a space math nerd, I'm like totally mixing up my shit because I'm like, yes, we need to go up, but also we need gravity to, to like bring us together. And I'm like, it's it's just a mess. I'm not a storyteller, but I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. But thank you uh, very much for sticking with us for this long and especially if you're in the Yang Gang, um, please know that, like, for me, this has been, <laughs> the last couple months has been torture. <laughs> like, trying to continue this with, like, seeing almost no hope, no, almost no light <laughs> on the horizon. But it takes coming together. It takes beautiful boys like this stumbling into my boudoir <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> remind me of what this really is who we really are what we're really doing here and what the mission actually is um to keep us moving forward not to uh succumb to the cave because as a long time sufferer of uh (laughs) introspection let's put it um i spend way too much time in the cave and it's a productive cave i get shit done in here but um it's important to come out into the light of day so (laughs) 
Thank you, Kyle and Brendan. Again, I'm being a gushy bitch. We will talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned because Humanity Forward 2, I already got one in the shoot. I already know who I'm inviting on next. So the mission continues. This is our origin story, not our end. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You have a really good taste in podcasts, clearly. So you probably also have a good taste in friends and know somebody who would enjoy the show as much as you do. So share the love. It's what we're all about. Special thanks to the friends of the show who make it possible. Rob J. Wilson, Corey Wilcox, Phil Ord, Travis Meyer, Heather Cook, Julia May, Boonhem, Lena Miller, and Jereen Elkins. Join the Mindwave universe at mindwave.media to be a part of the Mindwave journey with us. Also, make sure to check out the other content creators in the Mindwave sandbox and please help us support their work. Give us a follow on Twitter at Mindwave Podcast. If you think I'm cute, you can follow me at Mindwave Jenner. And if you think I'm annoying, wait until you see my Twitter at Mindwave Josh. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. The Mind Wave Podcast is produced by Studio Stargazer.